welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. Hello, hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. We're going to go ahead and give this a shot. Uh, I want to be able to post this on YouTube or Rumble or something of that nature. So I am currently recording on a uh, a, a Zoom device, um, and we're going to see how this plays out. Uh, but I'm going to hit a regular topic. I'm going to do it in my ordinary way, and we're going to see how this video plays out. So if you want to join us there and take a look at, uh, you know, what I might look like, if you're that curious, go for it. Otherwise, this is really just a test run on my part. Uh, today's topic, I am going to hit, uh, I know I I set the tone with engrams. Uh, and uh, it's really important that that is a, a tone setter. So if you haven't listened to that particular podcast, I recommend go back, listen to it. Uh, it. It gives a little bit of theoretical background on how brain function occurs. Uh, and it, it dictates uh, you know, our perception. Because today's topic is going to be really challenging emotionally for many of you. I am going to preface with, if you have uh, struggled in your life uh, as a result of abortion uh, or something related to it, uh, be careful listening. The last thing I want to do is hurt anybody, uh, but I definitely want to get after hard topics. And the only way to do that is to bring them up. And so today, that's what I'm going to do abortion. I want to talk about how it affects men and how it affects women because it affects them very differently. And if you listened to my Engram podcast, you'll understand at least in part why that is. Uh, There's some social context around it. There's also initial memories. See, when when a man is told you are going to have a child, there is a different response or reaction because, well, the man doesn't carry the child. Um, So there's a different starting point. And same is true with abortion. Uh, As a counselor, I sit in the office and I work with people. I've worked with people, um, men who have struggled as a result of uh, an aborted child. Or I've worked with women who have struggled with an aborted child. Maybe uh, they believe that it's the best decision, the long-term best decision, uh, but there is still this life within uh, the, the, the female that is gone. Uh, it is it's just no longer there. Uh, so without further ado, some of the impacts that I have seen in regards to how abortion affects women. Number one, it's her body. So we've heard the the topic of her body, her choice. 
my body, my choice, that kind of stuff. And that is a really significant thing. However, for all of the women that I have worked with that have had an abortion or had a a family member, a close family member who had an abortion, whether that be a daughter uh, or a mom, there is a huge, huge struggle that I have as a therapist with the concept of my body, my choice, because it does not necessarily in this circumstance take into account the life of the baby. And some people would say, well, the baby's not a baby until, and I get that argument. Uh, That makes sense to me. But at the end of the day, to a, a woman who has had an abortion, Uh, That is not the argument I have ever heard in counseling, not once. And I've worked with a lot of people who have had abortions. So what do I do with that as a therapist? How do I reconcile that that argument hasn't ever come up in the therapeutic room? The therapeutic room is, is a unique space. I get that. It's not a political space by, by nature, it is a space where people wrestle with some of the most difficult, challenging topics of their life. And they often say some of the most uh, touching and uh, most emotional things that you could probably imagine. What I hear most readily from women who have struggled with, you know, having had an abortion is they feel the loss of that life. That's what I've heard. And even with the ones who come to me and say, I know I made the right decision and I feel the loss of that life. Something inside uh, the women's anatomy seems to be this link. Now, I don't, I'm not, I'm not the scientist on this topic. I'm a therapist. In working with that, if I dismissed the life of that baby, I would be doing that woman an injustice. Because in her world, at least from what I have heard, now I'm not a woman. I could look, take a look, man, uh, not just because of my appearance, but because I am. My take on that is if I dismiss their reality, their experience that that life was in them, that would be unfair. It's not my place to tell them that was not a life. I guess that's for a lot of a lot of purposes. That's what where a therapist has to be different. I'm not here to judge and critique, are they getting it perfectly right? I'm asking the question, is this their most healthy state? Is this their most healthy mindset? And when we have the loss of a life, there's a grieving process. So from the lens of working with women, I have encountered, it's really important to work 
oftentimes, if not every time, at least for me, every time that I've encountered it, it has been through a grief lens. That's not necessarily um, you know, going to be the case for every woman who has an abortion. I get it. You know, there are going to be exceptions uh, to the, the the general population, and and that makes sense. I would deal with that as it comes, but I haven't seen it yet, having worked with a lot of people, a lot of women, and a lot of men. So my struggle as a therapist is how do I reconcile that therapeutically? Well, I have to deal with the life. They call it a life. I've got to deal with it as a life. So I have to come from a lens of grief. So let's flip the narrative for a moment. And let's go to men. I worked with men who did not know they had a baby until after the fact. And I've worked with men who were part of the decision. And it's a very different experience depending on you know, their, their initial engram. What, what was their initial memory of it? And for me as a therapist, uh, I got to assess that. You know, the, the reality for men is the physiological attachment is not necessarily there in that initial phase. It's just not. We, uh, as men, um, we, we can procreate, we can have sex, and we can help make babies. But then the woman's body takes over. Biologically, that's just the way it works. And when the woman's body takes over and and continues to create, uh, yeah, there's a different experience for men. We don't have that continued creation. And so, you know, do we feel? Uh, do the men that I have worked with feel uh, the the connection? Uh, yes, they do. Is it very different than the women that I've worked with? Yes, it is. Um, so. Depending on the lens with which they come in, that's how I would address it. Now, here's the interesting irony of it. Every man that I've worked with who had an abortion, who had a woman pregnant and had an abortion. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but you get my point. Every single one of them also had to go through a grieving process. So far, like I haven't encountered, I haven't encountered one. Well, it was her body. It was her choice. I have heard that it stages from men. I have heard that. And then the next question that I typically will ask is something like, okay, then why does it affect you? And pretty quickly they uncover, well, it is her body. And I, I know she made this choice whether I participated or did not participate in the making of that choice. And it's just easier to dismiss it and pretend that, you know, I had no say. I mean, it was, it was up to her. And so it's an avoidance and avoidance doesn't make it reality. We can avoid things as, as, as a means of putting it off, but in this particular uh, topic, when, when it comes to abortion and men, th- that avoidance often is, is part of the problem. Uh, they, they avoided, many times they avoided being part of the decision. Uh, they didn't want anything to do with it. 
Um, is that a sad reality for me? Yes. I've got a couple of children and that's to me a ridiculously sad analogy and story. And wow. I mean, to think, but then why do they come back and grieve it? Why is it that even though they avoid it, they kick that can, they kick that can, they kick that can, they can't get rid of it. It keeps creeping back in. There's a connection that occurs. Uh, you know, I, can I tell you exactly what it is in terms of the biology? No, I'm not a medical doctor. Can I tell you there's a psychological connection? Absolutely. I see it. I see it sit on my couch. I know it. Uh, there's zero doubt in my mind as a therapist that there is a psychological connection. And it's not just because they had sex. It's because they were making a baby. That has significance on the male psyche. And it doesn't even matter. Uh, I, I haven't seen any significant difference between whether a man found out after the fact and the abortion was already done, or they were part of the decision and they encouraged the abortion to occur. The psyche has this space where that connection is just emphasized and it causes a lot a lot of sadness and a lot of grief both in women and in men why do i bring this up because 2022 has been one heck of a year and i want to highlight this whole abortion topic for a moment because it's definitely one of the big topics of 2022 and i want to i want to suggest that because we are about healthy perspectives. We are about you know looking and empathizing out, you know, trying to empathize with men and women and you know, tall and short and thin and large and like all we just want to try to see the world more uh accurately. That's what we're looking for. And I guess I pose the question: does the starting point about abortion. Is that really the hill to die on? And I'm going to suggest no. No. You know, at the beginning of the year, we we had these rules, these laws in place that made uh, abortion more accessible in a lot of places. Not in every place. I mean, let's be real. The post, uh, you know, the the Roe v. Wade being overturned, there are many places who have actually made it easier. Right or wrong, not even concerned about that right now. And there are places that have made it significantly harder. And I get that. But the question I'm asking is, how significant is the starting spot? If we start from the premise that in, it is generally illegal versus it is generally legal. Do we not have a large number of exceptions either way? I propose we do. I, I think, uh, you know, based on what I see and I hear in the therapeutic room, it makes little difference. It doesn't, it doesn't make much difference because Ultimately, the exceptions become the significant pieces. 
So if you start with it being legal, you have to make exceptions to that. You have to make exceptions that that say, well, there comes a time where the baby is fully developed, more or less, medically, and can live on its own. And if you abort the baby at that point, uh, that that's problematic. You're taking the autonomy of the child who could live on their own. I mean, it's a tough topic, however you however you look at it. But that's that's a challenge. And you it definitely had to be addressed. And it wasn't addressed well. So we flipped the coin. And it's generally illegal. Well, are there exceptions? I mean, if the if the mother could lose her life, should we consider the autonomy of that woman? Uh, I think she should be able to consider her own autonomy and make her decision with her doctor if you're talking about something that's life-threatening. Um, or you know, for whatever reason, there's there's this perception that we're not going to have these exceptions being made. I, I just don't think that's the case. We got to look at exceptions no matter where our starting point is. So my proposal to you, let's not get stuck in that engram. For those of you who listened to my previous podcasts, that is going to make a ton of sense. Let's, let's not get stuck in it. Let's use that as a way to build a path, a new path in this situation to where women aren't being told how they have to treat their body and babies aren't being killed. I think that's reasonable. And I think there's a middle ground in most situations. Something to ponder. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I hope that this has sparked some uh, something inside of you that, that makes you want to ask questions, do more exploration, more research. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives, make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S.com. 